Good morning. It is the 2nd of March 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakonyero. The Speaker of Parliament Rebecca Kadaga and her deputy Jacob Olanya will not attend the leadership retreat for the newly elected members of parliament due to the tight schedule of business in the house. The omission of the two contenders for the speaker's job was announced by NRM Deputy General Secretary Richard Todwong while releasing the program for three weeks leadership training at the National Leadership Institute in Changwanzi. Todwong said although both Kadaga and Ulanya are members of the party's Central Executive Committee that is mandated to attend, their absence could affect the business in the house. We were guided out of consultations with Parliament. The Parliamentary Commission helped us to understand the timetable of Parliament and uh, the Speaker chaired that meeting. And it was from Parliament that we were advised that the current members of Parliament might not be able to attend because constitutionally there is a constitutional deadline that they need to have in passing the national budget. And definitely Parliament cannot sit minus a deputy or the Speaker. And because it was advised by the parliamentary commission where the speaker the speaker sit we took it as if that the speaker and the deputy will not be able to attend the retreat because they have to conclude the business of parliament as mandated by the national constitution a total of 243 members of parliament freshly elected on the party's ticket and independents leaning towards the NRM 27 central executive committee members and 6 members of the East African Legislative Assembly all will be in attendance Tedwong said the retreat will start on April 7th with COVID-19 testing and will officially be opened on April 15th by the party chairperson President Yoweri Museveni. Will be officially opened by His Excellency the President and the Chairman of the National Resistance Movement on Thursday the 15th April 2021. This will kick off a two-week session of ideological teaching, self-reflection, harnessing of the NRM leadership resources, identifying and interrogating the priorities for socio-economic transformation of our country. Eminent Ugandans including His Excellency Yoweri Kaguta Museveni have been identified as facilitators in fulfillment of the objective of the leadership retreat. At the end of the leadership retreat, the participants will be expected to be more robust NRM parliamentary members and form a more robust parliamentary caucus. Meanwhile, the government says it has failed to identify competent people to sit on the council that will implement Islamic banking in the country. This is after the Kawempe North Member of Parliament Latif Sebagala tasked the government with explaining why there is no plan to start implementing Islamic banking 5 years after the Financial Institutions Act was amended to accommodate it. I would like to know, Madam Speaker, through you to the Minister of Finance, what has delayed the operationalization of Islamic banking in Uganda? Yet it was intended to boost and also to supplement uh, the conventional banking system. The Minister of Finance, Planning and Economic Development, Matia Kasaija, informed Parliament that they are also concerned about the delayed implementation which he attributed to the absence of competent people to sit on the council, says they have resolved to amend the law and remove the clause. The law stipulates that we must have a council. Now we've been trying to look for people who qualify to sit on that council. And in Uganda we don't have that kind of personnel. However, 
members of parliament remained unconvinced, saying there are a number of people who have studied Islamic banking in the country, which prompted Kasaija to promise to place adverts in the media for this position. To me, the people I work, work with in the Bank of Uganda, they're the ones telling me that that caliber of people are not available. So we will complement, we shall put in the press asking for the, the, the qualified person that fit the description of the type of education and experience that we require to set up that institution. Thank you. Also in the news this morning, former presidential candidate John Katumba says presidential election campaigns felt like he had committed a crime. Katumba made the revelation while appearing before the Human Rights Committee that is investigating human rights violations during elections chaired by Bujiri woman member of parliament Agnes Taka. Katumba took the opportunity to sell his book The Untold Story of Katumba which goes for 200,000 shillings. Katumba informed the committee how it was unfair for the president to appoint the chairperson of the electoral commission. He also alleged that security personnel broke into his home and intimidated his supporters, among other things. Katumba said even though he does not regret contesting for the presidency, his life has greatly been affected. Kubanga, mubange, litalidia, wala, wame, nye, wange, nebajayo, nebibadi, bagala, nebabituwala. Chindete dokuwe ranga, ndimbula mubuli insecure. Ndimbula mubu kwe kweka. Mubula mubu kuwe ranga, ntulugunyizibwa. Natuka nukwe buza, obu kwe simbao naza msangu. Na inga tesi na msangu gwe naza. Nalinja gala nchuka chuka, eje, muyuganda. Katumba, however, declined an offer to be provided for security, saying he has no funds to feed the police that would be deployed to protect him. Now, should you require, request the government to give you protection? By here, is, here is another challenge. I told you uh, I sell my books to even cater for myself. Now, and your family? And my family as well. Now, the challenge is adding on me another burden. It's also a challenge. I'm honest. Also in our national news, the Uganda Registration Services Bureau has signed a memorandum of understanding with Uganda Muslim Center for Justice and Law to enable Muslims register their marriages. According to the Bureau's statistics, about 500 to 700 Muslim marriages are registered with the Bureau compared to Christians, which stands at about 23,000 annually. The Registrar General of Uganda Registration Services Bureau, Masi Kainobusho, says the partnership will enable many Muslims to enjoy the benefits of a registered marriage. Whereas there are so many marriages out there, what we have in the database is taken as conclusive evidence of what is within uh, the national database. And this denies many people of uh, the uh, benefits that come with the uh, legal protection of their marriages. It weakens the family institution and this is uh, the foundation of our society. So we believe that when we sign this uh, agreement today, or the partnership, we will create awareness to the many uh, members of the Muslim society. We will uh, create awareness within the members of the public on how it is important to protect our marriages. The president of Uganda Muslim Center for Justice and Law, Uma Nyanzi, says many marriages will be brought on board and the partners will enjoy equal rights as prescribed by the law. I would like to tell members of the public that this partnership is a success to that client who didn't have proof of the marriage. When this knowledge is passed on, should people will go and register their marriages.
This partnership is a success to the women there who are chased upon separation because they cannot prove their marriages. This partnership is a success to the lawyers out there who face challenges in proving marriages and divorces of their clients in courts of law. This partnership is a success to the government of Uganda which will effectively plan for the married persons in case persons are registering their marriages and divorces. Also, farmers have been advised on handling and storing their crops properly after harvest in order to improve the quality of their produce and attract good market. The Minister for Agriculture, Animal Industry and Fisheries, Vincent Sempija, said the best practices in handling and storing green yields will enable the farmers to contain aflatoxins. I used to appeal to our farmers and all food handlers, but especially farmers who are preparing harvest and those who have already harvested, to strictly adhere to the recommended harvesting, post-harvesting, primary processing and storage practices emphasized as follows. Avoid drying produce on bare ground and the dirty services as this will lead to aflatoxins, dust and foreign materials contamination. He further urged extension workers to provide farmers with all practical information that is likely to enable them make informed decisions and improve their farming activities. I wish to request the extension staff they are, who are already facilitated with the transport facilities to reach every farm to make sure that food handling is emphasized. Our people are educated on making sure that food does not touch the ground, does not touch the soil, is not dried on bare ground and also in the dust to attract bacteria and also molds. In West Nile, Bodies of four Ugandan taxi drivers shot dead along Yei Juba Road in southern Sudan have arrived in Koboko district. Another body of a Ugandan border border rider who died in an accident in Juba was also returned. The five bodies were received at Elego border on Monday by a delegation from Uganda led by Aswa Regional Police Commander Stephen Kaija amid heavy security deployment. I was called by the Minister of Internal Affairs to come and be with you. Now, I would like to say that let's not blame the government of Southern Sudan. These activities are done by individuals. They are not done by government. So we are one people. It is a pity that we have lost these people. Death is normal, but when you die in an abnormal way, it is really very disturbing. So we grief with you. We pay our condolences to you and the family of the bereaved. I'm very sure the mayor, I'm going to request the mayor, you get in touch with the ministers responsible, and then they see how they address any grievances that will come on. I've been directed to make a report, which I'm going to make, and then I'll forward it, and the mayors will follow up on the issues that will come along. A team of 30 vehicles and countless motorcycles escorted the bodies to Koboko. The convoy arrived in Koboko at around 2.30 a.m. on Thursday morning and the bodies were taken for post-mortem examination at Borokolongo Health Center 3 in Abuku sub-county before being handed to their respective families. Some youth stormed Koboko municipality Main Street demanding to view the driver's bodies. They burnt vehicle tires at Koboko Main Road along the Koboko Moyo Road. Authorities have advised that there should be no revenge against South Sudanese nationals living in Uganda. In Serere district, the LC5 chairperson elect Stephen Ochola is calling for increased funding to local governments so as to improve service delivery. Ochola argues that districts get only 13% of the national budget, but 9% ends up in paying salaries of staff and their allowances. 
He said the 4% that remains is too little to improve on service delivery and infrastructural development. Ochola, who has vast experience on how local governments operate, told the new vision that most of the funds from the central government are released late and at times towards the end of the financial year, which makes them hard to be utilized. He explained that when funds are not utilized by the end of a given financial year, the districts are required to send them back to the consolidated fund and make fresh requests, a process he said is time-wasting. He noted that the electorate see the district leaders as inefficient because they fail to utilize the money for pressing development purposes. The budget allocation, last year it was 12% and this year, uh, according to the figures they have released, they have even reduced it to 11% of the national budget. That percentage is so meager for the local government to serve the people well. Because, you know, when you talk about uh, the road, the water, health, education, all those programs, the local governments which are implementing, the real service delivery is in local government. What the government can be proud of, what they can practice all in local government, is not in central government. In central government gives them very little. So, so, but a lot of of money is taken to the center and yet little is sent to, the, to where the service delivery is and that's in the local government. So to me, especially I'm so much disappointed with this year when I heard that even from the 12, which has been meager, that our government has chosen to reduce it to 11%. It's so you know, disgusting. To me, our government should have thought of raising at least to 25, 25% uh, of the national budget. If they were giving local government at least 25%, we would see how the local government would fail. Meanwhile in Barara, the State Minister for Local Government Jennifer Namuyangu has urged Barara central market vendors to stay calm as they are working on the issues that have delayed the completion of their market. She was on Wednesday inspecting the progress of the market. Nyamuyangu said Mbarara Central Market is one of the best and biggest markets built in the country. The two months are enough for you to complete this. Really, it is enough to do the roofing and to do the, the, finish, the finishes so that the people can come back and work. So kindly give us that limited time up to 29th May. That's the commitment. So Mayor, I know the disappointment in you on behalf of your people is very high, but we have to, to work together and that we... Speaking to the new vision, Joseph Kazibante, the site manager of Rocco Construction Limited, said they have so far completed 89% of the work, but the ministry has delayed to wire money on their accounts, which has affected their performance. We completed and we applied to get paid. And yes, we acknowledge that the contractual requirement requires us to get our only hiccup. The toss around is coming from the commercial banks. That is where we are getting a challenge to extend our guarantee. But it is not that the money we are asking is not what's done. Completion is at 89. We have so far received 62% of payment, but the certified value money ready for us to receive is at 80%. The Mbarara city mayor, Robert Mugabe Kachebezi, wants the ministry to engage the contractor, noting that lack of financial support to the contractor has stalled the construction works. What will I tell these people, and I'm very happy now, you think, my role as a, as, a, as a mayor and the city clerk, we are here also to supervise. We are supervisors like you, but for us our voice is heard. The Mbarara Central Market is one of the 10 markets that are under construction, including Kabale, Gulu and Lira, among others. Let's see what's happening up north. Over 3,000 UPDF officers yesterday received their first jabs of the AstraZeneca vaccine in Gulu City. In an event that marked the launch of the COVID-19 vaccination at the 4th Infantry Division level, 
Brigadier General Boni Bamuiseki called upon all eligible Ugandans to accept the vaccine in order to defeat the pandemic. The 4th Division Medical Officer, Captain Dr. Paul Lubega, who oversaw the exercise, said all the officers who will volunteer will receive the vaccine. And we intend to reach every uh, militant who is deployed under 4th Division uh, area of responsibility. So the exercise has kick-started and it's ongoing until we reach everyone, wherever they are deployed. Lieutenant Beatrice Owich, a breastfeeding mother, overcame her fears after receiving her first jab. I'm just okay as, as usual, let me say, like this, because I'm not feeling any change. But I don't know for others. I had like to fear that what will happen. And indeed, I asked and it was clarified to me. It was all about how a breastfeeding mother, the, the, the effect to a breastfeeding mother and to the expecting mother. But it was well explained to me that a breastfeeding mother, below, three months below, that's when you don't receive, but above that one you receive. And I'm one of them. I happen to be one of the breastfeeding mother. She is among over 3,000 UPDF officers who took the job. Brigadier General Bamuiseki was the first officer to receive the job. He then commended the initiative by President Yoel Museveni to protect Ugandans against the ruthless global pandemic. Uganda received its first batch of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine on March 5th and is expected to benefit at least 49.6% of the country's population. The President and Health Minister Dr. Jane Ruth Acheng have all been vaccinated along with many other leaders. And with that story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. Good morning.